0: Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. And today's the day, folks. Pitchers and catchers have reported to Clearwater. We've made it. What did Rob Thompson have to say at some media availability about the players appearing at spring training? Also, Zach Wheeler. Our extension talk's going on right now. And opening day is still 43 days away, so we'll continue our countdown. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are locked on Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the YouTube. That really helps us out here on Locked On Phillies. So I appreciate everyone who's done that everyone who's going to do that. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com lockedon Locked On to get started. It's pitchers and catchers report day. One of the great days of the baseball year. Hope springs eternal for all major league teams. Now, not everyone reports on the same day, but today the Philadelphia Phillies pitchers and catchers reported down to Clearwater. We're going to get into a little bit on that and maybe more exciting about it was that Rob Thompson met with the media and kind of talked about what he's thought about the offseason so far and what he's looking forward to with spring training going on. This guy knows so much about the way spring training is supposed to be run. He ran it for the Yankees for years he's a guy that ran it for the Phillies under Joe Girardi like he is the guru of spring training so Rob Thompson knows what it's supposed to look like and he got a chance to talk to the media today down in Clearwater to discuss a bunch of different things not just pitchers and catchers but there were a lot of interesting answers from Rob Thompson so where do we start well someone asked him about what positions are available in spring training so What are the positions on the team, really, that are still being worked out is what the question was. And I found it very interesting that Rob Thompson said two things. Well, he mainly looked at bullpen like he started that and said, well, we have a couple of bullpen spots available and they're going to work to fill those, whether it's guys already here, whether it's additional signings. Uh, call-ups, we'll see how that works out. But bullpen was the first thing Rob Thompson mentioned in that answer, which we knew this. We know they have to continue to fill out the bullpen and figure out what everyone's roles are going to be for the upcoming season. But he also went on to mention there could be an outfield spot open. What does that mean? Well, we know it's not right field because Nick Castellanos is set over there in right field. He was an all-star this past year. He's going to be the starting right fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. The other two spots, not as concrete. Brandon Marsh had knee surgery. A little bit more on that in a second. But he's not currently playing. So left field is going to have some opportunity for other guys to play. Is it filling a spot until Marsh is back? Or is it an audition for potentially time at the major league level? We'll see how that plays out. Center field, we know how Rojas works. He's a very athletic, young talent. But there are questions about his ability to be a major league caliber hitter. And there have been questions in the past, since the season ended in 2023, uh, from Dave Dabrowski, Rob Thompson, about what he needs to do to be a everyday player out there in center field. And it sounds like that would probably be the position they're not sold on. Uh, Talking more on Marsh, right, before we get into the Rojas thing, talking more on Marsh, Rob Thompson was very confident, very confident that Brandon Marsh is going to be ready by opening day said that everything went well with the procedure he's doing really well he can't do anything right now uh, because of the recovery from that But he said the time frame is three to four weeks and he was asked would you expect him to like play games in spring training ahead of opening day and rob thompson said yeah he's going to be ready to go by opening day we're going to ramp him up and just run him out there and get him ready to go so it sounds like the brandon marsh thing is minimal which is great news everything's working out on that front now Thompson also went a little bit deeper into the Johan Rojas conversation. He talked about the work he's done in the weight room, the work he's done with hitting coach Kevin Long, and all of the stuff that he's gone through this offseason to put in that work to be that guy. It's interesting because it sounds like he's going to get every opportunity to earn that spot out in center field. But when Rob Thompson brought up that there may be an outfield spot available, and he also mentioned, like, we'll see if there's any outfielders we bring in as far as free agency still ongoing it doesn't sound like it's a 100% confidence in Johan Rojas, which I understand that that's no knock on the player. That's just saying, Hey man, you got to prove you deserve the spot. And even then, will he be every day out there in center field? We don't know yet, but Rojas seems to have the inside track to that position. He's going to get every opportunity to prove he is the guy in center field for the Philadelphia Phillies. And they seem to really like what Johan Rojas can bring to this team in 2024. So, Good news for all you Johan Rojas stockholders that want to see him as the everyday center fielder for the Phillies. Seems that he's leaning towards that direction, but he's going to have to prove it in spring training. That's totally how it goes. So we get that. He was actually asked directly too. Rob Thompson was whether or not Brandon Marsh is going to be the everyday left fielder for this team. And managers don't like to make complete concrete statements. They don't like to deal in absolutes. So it wasn't, yes, he's going to be our everyday left fielder because they don't know that for sure. But talked about hitting against lefties, and Rob Thompson said he's going to get ample opportunities to do so, and we're just going to keep running him out there and see what happens. To me, that's Rob Thompson's way of saying, unless something catastrophic happens with Brandon Marsh, he's going to be the everyday left fielder until he isn't. Right? We're going to run him out there until he proves either he can, in which case he'll stay as the everyday left fielder, or he can't, and then they'll evaluate that at that time. But to me, reading between the lines, it sounds like you have an everyday left fielder in Brandon Marsh who's going to get the opportunity to hit off the lefties in the regular season, and you have an everyday right fielder in Nick Castellanos. Now, the question is, does Johan Rojas lock down that final spot? And they have a pretty set roster everywhere else. The rotation seems to be pretty concrete. Uh, The bullpen has a couple spots open, which we already talked about, and the outfield, that's going to be the question, right, because infield's locked down already. I look at this and I say, okay, it's good news for the Philadelphia Phillies that they've got continuity. And it's also pretty clear who's vying for the chance to be not just players in the outfield, but everyday players in the outfield. And that would be Marsh, who seems to already have that right, and Rojas, who's working towards that based on his performance in spring training. So that's a little bit deeper of a breakdown on the things that we've been questioning over the course of the offseason when it comes to those guys and their positions. And he was also asked a little bit about the pitchers that had been out there and thrown a little bit. They did some PFPs today. And I think this is very important to remember for everybody. Rob Thompson listed three periods of the season that really scare him: the first week of spring training, when people report this week period that we're in now; the first week of games in spring training; and the first week of regular season games. And the reason why is you ramp up each of those times. You go from off season to spring training report. You go from spring training report to playing in actual games, and then you go from playing in actual games to playing in actual games that matter. So Rob Thompson's number one concern is health, taking care of these guys, making sure he delivers a healthy team to the regular season. Last year, unfortunately, with the Reese Hoskins injury, that didn't happen. But this year, Rob Thompson knows the value of that, and that's the number one focus of this team. So you might not hear anything of like, oh, this guy looked great. Look at this pitch this guy developed. It sounded like everyone showed up and was in shape, Everyone that was supposed to be there was there and healthy. Marsh is the only injury to speak of, and there's confidence, the utmost confidence, that he's going to be back and ready to play. So it sounds like business as usual down there in Clearwater. Everything Rob Thompson had to say about the offseason was positive, about some of the new names they brought in. Uh, as far as pitchers, I mean, you got a blast from the past with Dave Buchanan coming in and getting signed. You might remember him from like the 2015 Phillies. I don't know if he'll be on the team, but they signed some other. Colby Allard's another guy we've talked about at points that they brought in. There are guys that are depth pieces that you'll see. He did say Nick Nelson looked really good. Um, We'll see if those guys find their way to the bullpen or stay in AAA as depth pieces that could potentially start at some point for the Philadelphia Phillies if injuries happen. But, again, Rob Thompson echoed. Knock on wood, we don't have injury issues. You can move into the regular season – with very similar of a roster to what you had last year. And he really hammered home that continuity is a great thing to have, to be able to keep these guys together and keep the vibes with the clubhouse together and everything like that. Sounds like some really positive feedback from the first day of Philadelphia Phillies spring training, at least for the pitchers and catchers. The rest of the team will join on the 19th of February. So that'll be coming up shortly. We'll get to hear what's going on with all the position players. But good news from Rob Thompson. Good stuff as he meets with the media. Sounds like everything's positive from pitchers and catchers report day. So if you were waiting to hear, oh, how's everyone looking? Sounds like everything's just fine. But there's even a bigger story that came out today because Rob Thompson was not the only guy to talk to reporters. Pitchers were down there. The catchers were down there. And one guy, Zach Wheeler, you might have heard of him. He's pretty darn good at baseball and he doesn't have a contract after this season. So what's going on with Zach Wheeler and his potential extension from the Philadelphia Phillies? Well, we're going to talk about what he had to say about that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked On Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Super easy to do. Pick a winner. Get that money. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. You can go with quick bets and just find the, the fastest way to place something that you like. You could build your own live same-game parlay where you say, okay, well, this player's getting hot. I'm going to take his over in points right now live, and I'm going to parlay with the money line or the spread and take care of all that. A great way to increase your profits. And you get exclusive props through FanDuel that no other sportsbook offers. There's so much more to it. All your regular bets, futures, money line, over, under, spread, uh, all that great stuff is out there for you to bet as well. So visit Fandle.com slash lock on, and you can shoot your shot. Fandle official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So Zach Wheeler is going to be a big storyline of this season, and not just for the work that he's going to do on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, but because he is an impending free agent at the end of this season and There are a couple of reporters who put out some comments from Zach Wheeler today about what's going on with the extension. One of the things he noted, and I'm going to give credit to Matt Gelb for this. Uh, This is the tweet I'm reading it off of, but a quote from Zach Wheeler. You don't want to be miserable and being paid a lot. It's being happy and getting what you earn. That to me screams, I want to be in Philadelphia. I want to be paid what I'm worth but I'm not going to nickel and dime the Philadelphia Phillies because I like this organization. There have been some other comments about Zach Wheeler saying that uh, he's really happy in Philadelphia. Like he loves it in Philadelphia. Doesn't want to go anywhere else, wants to be here. Uh, I'm sure once the season starts, like he's not going to be focused on contract extension. I'm sure now he's just focusing on handling the baseball side of it. But the extension is a huge part of, the Philadelphia Phillies future and Zach Wheeler's future. So I'm sure at least it'll be on his agent's mind, if not his at some point. Another tweet here from John Clark on the same subject. This is what John Clark had to say. Zach Wheeler says his agent and the Phillies are chatting about a contract extension. Zach says, hopefully they can get a deal done before the season starts. But if not, he doesn't seem concerned about negotiating during the season. Finishes the, the tweet by saying, Zach says he loves it here. That's a very, very encouraging sign. All we heard about Aaron Nolan contract extensions, we heard they were having the talks and they got close. They couldn't come to a number and then say, we're not doing it over the course of the season. We'll figure out what happens at the end of the year. Test free agency. If you guys pay us the right amount, we'll be back. And that's what happened with Aaron Nola. Zach Wheeler seems more motivated, I guess. Maybe more motivated isn't the word, but I feel based on that that it's more likely that the Wheeler extension gets done before he gets to free agency than it is he tests it like NOLA. Now, if I'm Wheeler, I might want to go to free agency and try and up the amount that I'm worth, but the previous quote from Matt Gelb tweets seems to say that Wheeler's more interested in being where he's happy. And every report I've ever heard about Zach Wheeler is that he's happy here. We talked about some of Rob Thompson's comments to the media. Well, one of the things he also said, because he was asked about Zach Wheeler, he's like, All I know is everyone in this organization loves Zach Wheeler. He's a big part of our ball club. Like, we love Zach Wheeler. He's obviously not gonna say, We're going to sign Zach Wheeler, we're going to give him like again, managers rarely deal in absolutes, but you read between the lines and it says Zach Wheeler extension, a huge priority for the Philadelphia Phillies. And it sounds like they're off to a good start. On that front, because let's live in a world where Zach Wheeler doesn't resign. Your rotation is Nola, Suarez, Walker, Sanchez. That's a totally different feel of a rotation than one that has Zach Wheeler at the top. Everybody slots up. Is Aaron Nola a true ace? Eh, Some people believe he is. Some people believe he's not. It depends on the year, but he's not a consistently great number one pitcher. He can have that ceiling but he's not that guy day in and day out. Is Ranger Suarez a number two pitcher? At his best, yes, but another thing, we've seen a couple years that aren't indicative of what he did in 2021 where he had those 100 innings of sub-two ERA. We'll see if he can live up to that. Well, hopefully we don't have to ever worry about it because Wheeler will resign here, but that's the thing. Walker would be your number three, Sanchez would be your number four, and, and you have an open spot at the five spot in the rotation for maybe one of the young guys. Griff McGarry, Mick Andrew Painter, if he's healthy from Tommy John next year. The point is, this team feels a lot different when you look at their ceiling with Zach Wheeler as opposed to your ceiling without Zach Wheeler. So that priority of getting him re-signed or extended, rather, it's high on the Philadelphia Phillies list. You're not going to get a lot from Rob Thompson. You're not going to get a lot from Zach Wheeler because they're no-nonsense, not a lot of talk guys. We just go about their business. But... We'll keep you updated on what we hear when it comes to Zach Wheeler, potential extension, and everything going on there. I mean, he threw like 20 pitches today. Rob Thompson said he was room service, which basically just means fastball, 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 trying to just work on spots, not trying to really air anything out. Rob Thompson talked about 75% speed for the pitchers and catchers today. So, uh, yeah, it's business as usual at Phillies camp. And the Zach Wheeler extension is probably the most compelling thing that we've heard about today simply because it's a lot more impactful than these guys throwing, I don't know, 20-pitch bullpens and not really trying to give it their all, and you're not really learning too much. I mean, if you don't re-sign Zach Wheeler, this team is in a completely different spot of contention. So you need to get him back, and you need to pay him whatever he's worth. Also, just because of his postseason Like ability to play, we know that in the postseason, Zach Wheeler is one of the best pitchers in Major League history. In October, that is invaluable. Now, the organization is going to put a value on it. Zach Wheeler and his agent are going to put a value on it. So it's not completely invaluable. Someone's going to monetize it, and we'll see if the Philadelphia Phillies and Wheeler can come to an extension uh, agreement. But. I wouldn't be, like, focused on it right now. I wouldn't be saying, okay, let's get it done today. Let's wait for the breaking Zach Wheeler news. But it sounds to me like they're more likely than not going to get an extension done before he gets to free agency. That's just me reading between the lines of the quotes I read you. That's not me having any other inside knowledge. That's not me having sources on this. No, I'm just – my guess would be that they're going to be working towards – well, I know they're working towards an extension, but – the extension goal would be before he gets to free agency, unlike what happened with Aaron Nola when they couldn't come to terms. So a little update on uh, some very pressing matters for the Philadelphia Phillies. By the way, I forgot to tell you, but happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there as well. I always see this as pitchers and catchers report day. Um, So whenever that overlaps with Valentine's Day, this holiday takes precedence for me. But that's the latest from down there in Clearwater. We'll keep you updated. They're going to have guys throw a lot of quotes from pitchers and stuff like that. That will update you on some interesting things being said. Uh, Tywin Walker had a couple very interesting things to say. We're going to get into that tomorrow's episode about what he did this off season, mentally bouncing back from a postseason in which he did not appear for the Philadelphia Phillies in spite of him having 15 wins this past season. And the team, like I'd understand if it was a wild card series, they played in three series, including going to game seven of the NLCS. So he had some interesting things to say, and we'll dive into that on tomorrow's episode. But yes, we're officially there, folks. You've been seeing the videos just like I have. Cleats click-clacking on the cement as they work their way towards the fields. Uh, the mitt popping. I saw some videos of JT Ramuto framing some pitches off the pitching machine. Like Baseball is back. we made it. I know it feels freezing out here in Philadelphia, but down in Clearwater, the guys are getting ready for another fun season. So we're that close. Coming up, I'll tell you how close we are to opening day. It's 43 days, and we have our latest Philly in the countdown. Who's the best Philly ever to wear number 43? We'll get into it as we wrap up today's episode of Lock on Phillies. All right, time to tell you a little bit about my friends over at game time. Yes. Game time's the best, right? You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got killer last minute deals. You've heard about it. All in prices, views from your seat, their best price guarantee. I mean, what more do you want? You want them to carry you to the game? (laughs) Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They're the best i mean listen to some of this you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive no more blocked views or anything like that when i say all in prices you know what that means they show you your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you even check out none of those fees they tack on like right at the end so you have no idea no, they show you it all the tickets are super easy to buy you can buy it in seconds just two taps on your phone you can get it done They got flash deals on tickets. I mean, zone deals. So you pick the section in game time picks big savings for you. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If You find tickets in the same section and row for less game time. They're going to credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the game time app, create an account. And if you use code locked on, which you should, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Perfect way to get tickets to the next big sporting event, concert, theater, any of that that you want to attend. So download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we've reached day number 43 in the countdown. Now we're counting down, of course, so we've been doing this for like five days now, but 43 days until opening day, March 28th against the Braves at Citizens Bank Park. Who are the great Phillies to ever wear number 43? There's some interesting ones on the list. You go back to 83. Sixto Lascano wore number 43 for that team. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at some of the other names on this list. J.A. Happ, you'll remember him for his uh, early career with the Philadelphia Phillies, going on to a nice major league career. Nick Pavetta wore it during his time with the team. Noah Syndergaard on the 2022 team, acquired at the trade deadline, wore 43 during that World Series run that the team went on. A couple starts in the postseason with number 43 on Junior Marte is currently the guy who holds that number, or at least he did in 2023. But I'll tell you who I'm going with this is my guy. When you have a fan section, at I almost said Citizen's Bank Park, well, yes, yeah, Citizen's Bank Park, but also uh, the vet. I mean, when you have a fan section, you automatically get the jersey number pick for whatever number you wore. And that is why Randy Wolf is the guy. That gets to be the best number 43 at Phillies history. I mean, the Wolf Pack, that's one of my earliest childhood memories of like fans at games, seeing the signs and like, what in the world does that mean? Well, I was young, but the Wolf Pack was legendary. He was here from 2001 to 2006. He wore number 43 and a lot of starts for the Philadelphia Phillies, a good part of some of those early 2000s teams. He was in that transition period from the 90s teams to that mid 2000s or rather late 2000s 06 07 08 run where they culminated with a world series unfortunately he wasn't part of that team but he was part of the teams that got me to fall in love with the Phillies before they actually hit it big with the Rollins Utley Howard core so Randy Wolf is our number 43 the best in Phillies history in my opinion and that's our guy on the countdown for today Let me know if I got it right or if there's another 43 that you like better than Randy Wolf and the Wolf Pack, but uh, that's my choice for today. That's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. I appreciate it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please, again, make sure you're rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube yet, I'd really appreciate it if you did so. If you like the content. That's the best way you can say thank you is subscribing to the YouTube. it'll get you notifications when new episodes are posted. It takes two seconds to do, it costs you no money. It's a great way to go ahead and again say thank you. But I want to thank you for checking out today's episode and that's it for today. So I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.